Hello, and welcome to episode 84 of the Circling Seattle Sports Podcast. This is the 24th installment in the Seattle interview series. Today, I am joined by Miranda Nild, a member of the Thailand Women's National Team and represented Thailand at the 2019 FIFA Women's World Cup in France, helped Thailand qualify for the 2019 Women's World Cup in France with a fourth place finish at the 2018 AFC Women's Asian Cup, Pac-12 All-Academic Honorable Mention 2016, and Cal Berkeley alum. How have you been? How has Sweden been? How have you, you know, taken time to adjust to that? I'm sure that's kind of an interesting experience for you. Um, for those who don't know, she's on loan uh, from the old reign uh, in Sweden. And I would be remiss to try and pronounce the name of the club. So I will let you try and uh, do that because I'm sure you know a lot better than I do. But how, how have things been for you since you got over to Sweden? It's been really cool. I think that's like overall the best way to put it. It's a lot of growth. I feel like I'm that I'm doing here. Um, just like immersing myself into the new culture and new environment has taken some time, which, you know, makes sense. But yeah, it's been really cool overall. So I want to get back to sort of beginnings here, um, get away from Sweden for the moment. What was your recruiting process like before heading to Cal? How, what steps were taken in order to lead you to Cal Berkeley? Um, well, I was trying to figure out what kind of college I wanted to go to. And um, I knew that I wanted to go to a big school in California. And that was kind of like all I really knew. Um, and then I was like, okay, like, do I want to be in LA or do I want to be, you know, at home? And I think I just kind of wanted to be home. Um, so I kind of looked to like different colleges like Santa Clara, Stanford, and Berkeley. And those are like my top three choices, which have been, you know, really awesome to even, you know, consider. Um, and I chose Berkeley at the end um, because, you know, financially they were helping me out the most. And um, that was the one that I think I had envisioned when I said like big school in California. But like, I didn't really realize that up until like after I committed, I was like, huh, this is 100% the school that I wanted to go to. I guess I never like pinpointed it. Um, so, yeah. So it sounded like it worked out there. Was there any time you thought about a school outside of a, outside of California or was it always kind of just looking at the state of California? Um, I feel like I must have told a lot of people like my coaches at the time that I wanted to go to school in California because I was only maybe like besides one school in Arkansas I was like offered through majority of California schools so I think it's kind of made sense yeah um so as someone you know who's spent a good amount of time in California and played Pac-12 soccer uh did those things help give you an idea of what playing up in Tacoma for the rain might be like location and environment wise or uh, so basically did you already have an idea of what spending time in Washington would be like yeah I think um, you know I feel like the west coast kind of like speaks for itself in that way plus and on top of that like playing for or playing in the Pac-12 helped a lot because we went up there and you know played UW and um, Washington State and all of them um, so I think that kind of with that exposure, I already was familiar with the area, 
Plus, I think that is the, oh, besides the Thorns, I guess, they're the closest, you know, team to me. Kind of interesting that that's the way it is. You'd figure that we might see that, but I'm sure that's that's yeah. a point uh, where we'll see expansion, similar to the, the yeah. way the WNBA is. I'm sure there's a lot of talented women out there that aren't on a roster right now, and that's just unfortunate because of the way it is. But, oh, no, I believe there's an expansion team in L.A. I'm Yeah, okay. I remember seeing the logo. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. almost blanked on that. Yeah. But, you know, it's, I think that's exciting, and I figured, I'm like, why is that not a thing? And obviously that's coming, but... Um, yeah exactly uh hoping for more of that here soon because similar to the WNBA there's a lot of people I'm sure that just don't make the roster and that's unfortunate just because of the amount of teams that there are um but like you said slowly but surely um going to Thailand here how difficult was it for you (laughs) to prepare for national team play while finishing school now I remember reading that and I was like I struggle with finishing school normally. <laughs> so I can only imagine what sort of weight that put on you. How were you able to, you know, juggle that? And what, what helped you to, you know, handle everything? Yeah. Um, so I probably could have graduated early and t- took a bunch of like extra classes in my first semester of my senior year. But I decided that that wasn't, you know, what I wanted to do. So I stayed and kind of only had like a few classes. I only had three. Um, And luckily I was able to write, talk to my professors and then write my thesis while I was in Thailand training. But before I even got to Thailand, I had to do a lot of individual workouts, which is like really hard, um, you know, preparing for the World Cup. And I think that it was super challenging, but I think that, you know, I was obviously really motivated because, you know, it's like one chance at a wonderful opportunity, you know? So I think that with that, like it being a world cup, it was um, obviously really motivating to even get out there and train, but I was very grateful once I got to Thailand that everything was like already in process. It was just like in between the double days, I would have to (laughs) go to a coffee shop and like finish my thesis. Um, But yeah, it's good to look back on. (laughs) It, I remember reading about that. I was like, man, I can only imagine, especially because, you know, national team play um, and having to juggle that. So uh, more so about Thailand, what do you remember most from, you know, the time that you spent there and what do you miss about Thailand specifically? Um, well, I miss my teammates. I think that, you know, the hardest part about being like not currently living in the country is really tough because I feel like when I'm in the country, I speak way more Thai than if I'm like somewhere else in a different country, because then I obviously fall back on English a lot. And so even through, like, I can speak Thai, I can read Thai very slowly, but like writing is really difficult for me. So like, unless Mm -hmm. I call my teammates on the phone, like we don't really talk and that's like super sad. Yeah. So it's kind of difficult to keep those connections in a way just because that's something that might be a little bit more difficult now. Is that something that you hope to work on a little bit more, uh, you know, at a certain point in time? Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to, I bought um, Harry Potter in Thai so that oh. I can try and teach, like, I am I know the alphabet and all this stuff is just like practicing reading. Yeah. And um, so I'm really trying hard at that, but it takes me about an hour to read page so 
it's really slow. <laughs> well, to to go back to something you said, slowly but surely, you know, I think I think it's something you just got to yeah. work on, you know. Exactly. That that is interesting to see how that goes, though. You know, you spend time with those women, you know, in such a a big stage, uh, you know, with national team play. Uh, and, you know, I'm sure it's difficult, but at the end of the day, you know, luckily we do have those means of communication like phones and, but it it is cool to sort of hear uh, that process about <laughs> when you said Harry Potter, I was like, what does that have to do it's with it? <laughs> I was like, what does that mean? <laughs> but, no, it makes more sense, you know, um, and it is interesting to see that. So uh, with that being said, are you able to put into words the the things that you felt and the thoughts that you had? Uh, when you ca- were called up in 2007 to join Thailand, what sort of, you know, how did you feel at the time and how were you able to process that? Yeah, it was a crazy, you know, ex- like offer that they were asking me to come to like, you know, a full national team camp and especially, well, it was in 2017. So it was like when I was in college. And so it was like very, it was like going from one competitive, you know, environment to another. So I thought it was like, luckily like a good time to like jump in. Cause we had just finished season and I was really excited to even like embrace, I feel like more of that side of my culture, which I feel like was really, really cool. Um, but yeah, the first experience was a little daunting, you know, like when you go in there, you don't know anybody, you know, I'm like practicing this language that I haven't spoken, like four or five years I'm like oh my god but um yeah once I got there I think kind of like soccer speaks for itself so that was really nice yeah it sounds like you know trial by fire it's like oh yeah you're in college come on come join us and then oh uh interesting to see you know how those experiences go for players because I mean I might read an article about how that happened but I don't know how you felt you know I don't know what you're thinking you know it might be I'm sitting on campus and all of a sudden, oh yeah, we, we, we uh, want you to come join us. It's like, okay. Uh, so no, it is interesting to hear how that yeah. goes, but I'm sure, you know, over time, you know, kind of get into the groove with it. And like you said, start uh, speaking for yourself with the way that you play. Um, and, you know, I'm sure the language at the time, you know, it comes back, I'm sure. And you learn about it. So like you said, keep working on Harry Potter. Um, <laughs> just in general, what sort of things does making does does playing for the Thailand national team mean to you? Just like in you know any other national, well, how, are you able to sort of speak to what that means to you? Whether it's you know pride or just the importance of you know the little girls and boys who look at look up at you, you know, are you able to sort of kind of put that into perspective for those obviously like me who are not playing for a national team? Um. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm, like, beyond grateful to even have the opportunity to represent Thailand. Like, I know it means a lot to my dad, who is Thai, and I know that, like, he was beyond proud um, of that. I think also just kind of, like, the exposure. Like, I know the U.S. women's national team is, like, stacked. Like, (laughs) they're absolutely stacked, and I know there's a lot of girls who are really, really good who happen to be mixed and you know like it's cool that they might be able to get the opportunity to try out with their country another country if they you know the other half of them if they want to and I think that that would be a really cool environment just kind of like exposing like American soccer I guess throughout the world it's interesting I spoke with uh Sofia Huerta 
about her time because I was reading about how she spent some time with the Mexico national team and she said it just she she had spent more time in the U.S. and it, you know uh, she was grateful for her time and uh, with that national team in Mexico but it just there you know it was hard to I guess sort of have the roots there um, so it is interesting to see you know the different national teams and like you said with people being mixed I'm sure there are people who could look at a couple different roads and uh, even outside of the U.S. I know there's just so so much talent like like with the NWSL there's so much talent uh, around the world so it's like you said it's really interesting to see that stage and um, I'm sure it's interesting to know that there's so many people you know around the world and even in Thailand obviously that you know I'm sure look up to you in that regard so it's it's really cool to think about that um, something as I was reading about your time in Thailand was I don't remember the specific article and I apologize for that but it was uh there was one with photography involved I believe um yeah. how did you come to enjoy photography I know on Instagram uh, I think you guys you and a, a friend went out to a park and took some photos <laughs> so how did you how did you come to enjoy photography and is that something that you know whenever uh soccer is done for you is that something that you'd uh, want to pursue after that Photography in general, I don't think I'm very good at. Do I like it? Yes, I do. I think it's super entertaining. Um, but like, I don't think that, you know, that I could do it for a career or anything like that. It's more just like fun stuff, you know? Um, and that experience, I thought the article that you're referring to was, was with Google Click. Um, and they kind of gave like a bunch of, national team players from all around the world like a disposable camera and I thought that one was so cool because it was just like life through their perspective um but yeah you know I try to be artsy because like I'm on Instagram but like I it's so hard <laughs> in general um but yeah no I definitely enjoy it but you know I wouldn't say I'm good at it more of a more of a fun thing to take part I didn't even know so they were were they legitimate like the disposable cameras wow that's yeah. that's cool that's kind of cool like to think about. Three, and they were like <laughs> many photos like we just want to see like life from your point of view before the world cup and I was like this is so cool oh yeah no that's that's I think that's really cool what they I think I do remember uh, clicking some of the other articles and just taking a look at them I was like huh yeah. I did not think that they were disposable cameras though I'm just thinking <laughs> about yeah uh being younger and using those things and getting the dang film developed so that, that, is, that is cool <laughs> to think about um I want to transition to the rain here what were your first impressions of the club obviously like we said you spent time in California in the west coast you know so what were your first impressions of the club uh as a whole um I thought they were just ridiculously professional like that's the best way to put it I thought that they were the club in general was just like very warm and welcoming to like, even me as like a trialist, you know, I felt like, you know, a nobody coming to, to try out for the team. And I think that they made me feel like super welcomed. And um, that was including like the staff and the girls and, you know, everyone there. And I think that that speaks a lot to the club, you know, that I think that they're like a really tight knit group. And I think that that's like really, really cool to see, you know, um, cause I'm not sure if that's like around everywhere. Yeah, no, it, that is something that's, you know, I'm sure is important because, uh, 
you know, when you look at a locker room or a club, obviously, any sort of team, I'm sure that that closeness is something that will obviously help you win games and just help you be better as a club. So when you have this function, obviously, that doesn't help you. So, yeah, I think that is something that's uh, I'm sure not every club has that. Um, Speaking of that group of women, do you have a teammate from that team that you consider to be the funniest that you view as the funniest teammate on the rain? Um, that's such a hard question because I feel like they're all like extrovertedly hilarious, you know? Um, yeah, that's so hard. I would have to choose between (laughs) Leah, Bethany, or... God, now I'm trying to like actually think. <laughs> uh, Bethany or Z, probably between that group. And then from from that question, do you think that anybody in particular on the team has the best style? Because uh, as of the time this is coming out, I've spoken with all members of the three uh, of Bethany, uh, Cosette, and uh, Leah, who all wore the tie dye. So yeah. do, you, do you do you have somebody from the team that you think has the best style or you just do you have anybody that uh, a couple of people that you want to appreciate their style? Because I know Z had some cool outfits. I know that she was yeah. someone that Leia identified uh, as having the best style. But in your opinion, uh, yeah. is that anybody different or would you agree? I would probably agree. I feel like Instagram highlights the ones who, you know, pop off pretty well and pretty accurately. Yeah, I would feel like Instagram has got it on point. But, you know, I'm all the way over here, so I can't exactly tell you. What are your thoughts on the current rain roster as it stands? Just because, obviously, uh, by the time that this is coming out, this is being heard on the 27th. So okay. yesterday, Rose Lavelle joined the team, and that's a big thing, uh, as well as some some big, some big additions coming uh, yeah. in June. Uh, what are your thoughts on that and, you know, how – they might all fit together and what uh, if there are challenges in putting that together? Cause I know, you know, as somebody who has been in professional sports, you know, that um, it's interesting to see how these rosters get put together in any aspect, you know, yeah. you, at, at any point, a coach is going to have a coach and a front office is going to have to see how all these pieces are going to fit into the puzzle. So what are your thoughts on that roster and uh, the women of this group? I think right now we have an incredible group I mean from all parts of the world and I think that that's like really amazing um I think it's even more amazing that all these people are competing to be in you know the starting 11 or the traveling team and I think that you know from a point of view it's like as the staff I'm sure it's really great because then you know you get to the cream of the crop that's already the cream of the crop and I good problem to have yeah, it's going to be a problem for them, but definitely like a good problem, you know, not like a bad problem. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And I don't mean I, I'm, I'm sure there is an extent of you that does miss it. I know there's part of you also that enjoys being in Sweden. And I don't mean to, to be, you know, make you miss everything. But what do you miss most about being with the club? Because from what I can tell, it, it seems that you really enjoyed your time there. And yeah. obviously, right now, that's not what you're doing. But what what would you say that you miss most about OL Rain? 
definitely miss the girls I feel like you know I can't even name like one hilarious person and I think that that speaks for itself you know like just going to practice every day was hilarious and I think that you know that's a pretty sick environment to be in it's been uh it's been like you were saying what's a good problem to have it's been really cool to see the additions obviously but yeah. uh, just the the way that like you were saying again how how tight-knit of a club this is and yeah. uh it's been really exciting just to see how this all comes into play um and just for the regular season to continue but now i do want to get to sweden um i'm not going to attempt to pronounce the club i'm going <laughs> to let you go first how has your time been with the club so far um and what sort of things have you seen that are different from playing uh, in the U.S. as well as playing with the Thailand national team? How have you, if, if I had to have you compare the three different destinations there, um, what, what differences or similarities have you seen? Um, so to pronounce the name, first of all, it's Krikwantan. I think, you know, I'm, I think my Swedish accent is good enough, but... Um, yeah, they're a cool group of girls as well. And I think that that has been really nice. Um, Lou used to play for them. And I think that, you know, she told me a lot of really good stuff about it. Like when I started to come here and, um, it's all been really helpful and really great because like all of it's true, like all of the girls are really welcoming and whatnot. And that's been really great for me. Um, I would say the one of the differences is that it's definitely more tactical here, if that makes sense. I feel like on the U.S. it's very like like one v one based, mm. like a lot of like uh, athleticism type vibe, and I yeah. think that here it's very like pass and move into the right place type thing. It's more like I feel like the best way to think it, it's like more like chess here in yeah. the sense of like you have to move certain pieces um, to create certain spaces. And I think that um, it's been a really cool experience to kind of like learn more in that sense um, and kind of like grow as a player. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, it is interesting to hear, you know, how that is uh, compared to, you know, over here in the U S um, what sort of things have you learned about Sweden that you say are your favorite things that you've learned so far, whether it's been surprises about Sweden as a whole or cultural things, or even, you know, foods that you might've liked, what, what sort of things have surprised you and do you enjoy the most at this point in time? Cause I know it's, there still will be more time. So yeah. at this date. Um, I would probably say that it is <laughs> It's called the fika, which is like all Swedish people do and love doing. And it's basically going to get coffee and like snacks to eat with friends mm. and talk. And I think that the fact that they have one word for that, you know, oh. definition speaks volumes on like what, like the, how they react as a culture. And I think that that is really cool. Um, and that's something I've been enjoying a lot because like I'm a coffee person as I'm sure everyone else is but um, yeah I think it's pretty great because I mean like during the work day the girls and everyone will just like take multiple fikas like oh, wow. and I think that that is like much different yeah than what it is at home because at home it's just like you know you have one coffee 
maybe two, but here it's like a very constant, consistent thing that like everyone does, which I think is a really, really cool. I mean, even in Seattle, yeah, the coffee consumption is one thing, but I mean, multiple times a day, that's, that's interesting to hear. Yeah. Um, If I had to, if, I don't know how much of a, a Jersey person you are, you know, a cosmetic thing, but is there a favorite Jersey you've played into this time? Cause I don't know. I think some of them are cool. I like the newer rain kits. Um, but it, do, if I had to make you pick, is there a, a Jersey that you've played in that you find your favorite or, or at the end of the day, do you just put them on and you're playing in them? Do you not really look at the, uh, what they are? Um, I feel like, yeah, it's so hard. I mean, I feel like I don't really, unless it's like a super ridiculous design. I like, you know, almost all jerseys that I'm in. I probably would like the Thailand one the most just because, you know, sentimental value. But yeah, um, yeah that's a hard one. <laughs> uh, and then this is something that I'm interested to hear just because, you know, it's something that you would know a lot better than I would just because it's something that you know, you've experienced, but um, this year has been a little bit better for uh, some of the major, major media outlets um, and putting, you know, these women's sports on television, just to sort of link it in uh, with the podcast, the UW softball team will play Oklahoma on ABC, which is the first time that there's ever been softball on ABC. Uh, The WNBA signed a big contract with Google, I believe, to broadcast some of their games and they have a really good system where they've got their app. And if you've got the league pass, which is only like 16 bucks, which is pretty good for a league pass. Um, you can watch all of the games in their app. Uh, I know it's a little different with the NWSL. You have to have like Paramount plus or a CBS or Twitch. Yeah. What are your thoughts on obviously the NWSL and their accessibility? Because I spoke with Leia Pruitt about it and she said, people have asked, you know, how can I watch the games? And she's like, well, I can't, you know, yeah. it's it's hard to really pinpoint that as well as how, I don't know how much you pay attention to it. Um, Cause I know I'm sure it's some, to an extent you have to pay attention to what's going on in your current situation in Sweden, <laughs> but uh, your thoughts on, you know, how the media is doing this year uh, with putting these women's sports out, whether it is WNBA or NWSL. Um, I think the NWSL has really put like a great, they're building a platform. And I think Mm. that that, seeing that has been really, really awesome. Um, I think that obviously each year they're stepping up their game a little bit more and a little bit more. Um, Obviously, you know, as an international viewer, I'm on Twitch a lot, which is really nice um, because, you know, it's just like really easy and convenient to get to. I know that being in the States, it's a little harder between the balance of like CBS and Paramount Plus, but I think the more exposure we get, the better. Um, so I think that even if it is on two different platforms, like, like I think that more people are going to end up watching it, even if like you just happen to have Paramount Plus and you just happen to see that, you know, the rain is playing Portland or whatever. Um, I just think that the more we get, you know, viewers, even if they're random, like the better it is for us. And obviously I feel like the WNBA has been around a bit longer than we have. And I think that, you know, we're kind of like taking notes and learning from them. And I think that that's been really, really helpful as well, because, you know, they've kind of broken already one part of the glass ceiling. And so we're like working on the soccer one. And I think that that's 
really cool. Yeah, no, I, I, I did forget that the Twitch part is more of a, because I think I did use the Twitch uh, aspect for a different match. I don't think it was a rain match. Um, but to your point, it is interesting to hear that, uh, to think about that part of it. You know, some people, oh, I've got Paramount Plus, which is five bucks, by the way. If you, you can put up five bucks if you're watching this and you want to do that, it's five bucks. Um, I'm just, uh, I would hope that, it would be really cool if the NWSL had an app like that where it's like, okay, I've got all the scores here. I've got my headlines and yeah. this one thing at the bottom has games in it and I can just go here. Uh, yeah. Cause it puts the different feeds in. Cause I know with the WNBA, it's like CBS uh, in Seattle, it's Joe TV for the storm are different ones. And they put them all the same feeds. And if it's not blacked out in your area, you can just, I could watch Indiana play Atlanta. Well, I don't know who's playing today, yeah. but you know, so yeah. it is it is interesting to hear, you know, from obviously from the international standpoint right now. Yeah. Um, but also just to hear from, you know, that that's the goal is to tell these stories and try to get as much of the stories out about, you know, you and as the, the different interviews I do, just because, you know, say some some somebody wants to learn more about you. That is the goal to have that. Um because with some of the athletes I've spoken with, um, you know, I, I go to research. And there's a lack of, you know, content. Wow. And that's yeah, a problem because, mm-hmm. you know, if somebody, like say somebody's watching you on Twitch um, or obviously the rain on Twitch and they want to learn more, they say, hey, I really like Miss Nailed here. And I go online, I can't find it. Yeah. You know, that that's sort of the, one of the goals here. Um, and what we're, what, well, I say we, I'm the only one here. Uh, what I'm trying <laughs> to do is. here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> as well as just trying to see um, what you guys think, because at the end of the day, I think you guys should have a lot more of a input on it. Um, because I mean, you're the ones playing, you're the ones who are probably going to know more about, you know, the fan base and how to get it out there. But uh, like you were saying, I think it's some steps are being taken. And as we continue to go back to what you said earlier, slowly, but surely, but I, I, I think with this, I'd hope more so that uh, there's a little bit more of a, urgency of urgency yeah oh yeah so agreed uh like i said it's always something i try to learn from because i am technically part of the media so i do want to you know hear from that point of view and hear what you guys are actually thinking instead of me trying to make a guess or infer what's going on so yeah i agree with that being that social media has really been helpful for that you know just in the just in terms of like instagram like each player actively uses their Instagram which you know is something that a lot of players internationally might not have or use it as often and I think that that is really important like even the Instagrams for all the end teams have been like the game has been amazing and like I think that everyone's been stepping up and I think that that is so important and so crucial for the game because if you don't know anything like the worst thing the last thing you can do is just check Instagram and then you'll know they'll have literally every detail available and i just think you know the easier it is to access that information the easier it is to get viewers and that's cool oh yeah i know and uh the the club has been very active and they're very uh them as well as a lot of the players um are very good with fan engagement which i think like you said that's a big thing um Mm -hmm. i use instagram more but i've for the podcast i've used twitter and i remember watching the the portland game and tweeting about it and I pissed off some Thorns fans. So that 
I was like, oh, this is a good and a bad thing. <laughs> but, uh, you know, so, yeah, I think social yeah. media does play a big impact in it. And it's like, you know, because some people might just be looking on their phone and uh, yeah. that might pop up. And it's like, oh, you know, there's there's some more eyes on it that might not have been on it if you didn't cover the game exactly. at all. If you were just a club yeah. that puts out a halftime score and a final score, you know, so it is right. good to see that. Um, with that being said, is there anything that you would like to put out? I will, I do put, uh, socials in the, uh, description always just so people can find you out on there, but is there anything else that, uh, you want to put out there? Um, no, not really. Just my social medias, I guess. Oh yeah. I got you. So, uh, yeah, no, it's been, it's always really fun to hear, you know, from the players and hear their stories. And again, that is the goal of these interviews is to tell these stories. And so that more so that when you are done with this interview, that you know more about whoever I'm sitting here speaking with. So I want to thank you for taking time out of your day. I know it is about, is it eight o'clock now over there? Yeah. So, I mean, I'm sure you had a, I don't know how many, uh, coffees you had today but uh you know um don't want to hold you for too much time so i want to thank you for coming on and you know excited to see you back over here when the time comes but i know obviously it's sweden time now so uh, interesting to see that and uh maybe more of the photo shoots like the last one on instagram baba <laughs> boy